Greetings, family. This is Michelle, and this is Mornings with Michelle. I'm excited about the study of the book of Esther. It's a book about providence, the supernatural hand of God, at work in the lives of his people, working behind the scenes. Providence, the providence of God in the life of Esther. You'll be excited as you listen as you read along, and as you enjoy the story of Esther. Greetings, family and friends of this podcast. This is Mornings with Michelle. This is Michelle coming to you in this early morning hour. Uh, giving you words of inspiration, words of life, light, and hope. I hope and pray that as you listen to this podcast this morning, or whatever time you're listening to it, that light will shine in those dark places in your life, and you will find renewed strength, help, and vitality from the Word of God as I share it with you today. We're towards the end of the year. We're almost at Christmas Day, the day we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I just want to say to you from a perspective of one who has celebrated Christmas all of my life, that it is the most uh, celebrated times of the year. I would say one of the most celebrated times of the year. Uh, But unfortunately, uh, so much commercialization has happened around this time of year. It's all about spending money. And it's not about what the real purpose of it is, which is the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So as you go forth and celebrating this holiday, I want you to remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. And in all your giving, Give him your heart, and that will be the best gift that you can give to the Lord on his birthday. God bless you. This is Elder Michelle with Mornings with Michelle. And today, I want to read to you from the book of Esther. Esther, um, for those of you who don't know where it's found, it's found in the Old Testament. And it's something very interesting about the book of Esther in the Bible. It's the one book in the Bible where the word God, the name of God, is never mentioned. Not even once. Not even once has there is there a mention of God in the book of Esther. And yet, the phenomenal part about that is that all up in those scriptures from the beginning to the end, you see the manifestation of the power, the glory, the provision, the interruption of life in a positive manner for the good of the people of God. You see that and you recognize his awesome power in the lives of his people. The book of Esther. Okay, you ready to go on this journey with me? You can learn about who Esther was as we read and listen to what the Word of God says. Beginning with chapter 1, it says, Now 
in the days, and it came to pass in the days of Ahasuerus. This is Ahasuerus, which reigned from India even unto Ethiopia over 107 and 20 provinces. Verse 2 that in those days when the king Ahasuerus sat on the throne of his kingdom, which was in Shushan, the palace. In the third year of his reign, he made a feast unto all his princes and his servants, the power of Persia and Media, the nobles and princes of the provinces being before him. When he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the honor of his excellent majesty many days, even an hundred and fourscore days. And when these days were expired, the king made a feast unto all the people that were present in Shushan, the palace, both unto the great and the small, seven days in the courts of the garden of the king's palace. Now listen to this, verse 6. Where there were white, green, and blue hangings fastened with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rings and pillars of marble. The beds were of gold and silver upon a parchment of red and blue and white and black marble and they gave them drink and vessels of gold the vessels being diverse one from another and royal wine in abundance according to the state of the king and the drinking was according to the law none did compel for so the king had appointed to all the officers of his house that they should do according to every man's pleasure. So Vastai, the queen, made a feast for the women of the royal house, which belonged to King Ahasuerus. On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded Mahulam, Biztha, Harbona, Bigtha, and Abigail, Zithar, and Carcass, the seven chamberlains that served in the presence of Ahasuerus, the king, he commanded these servants, the names I just named with a little bit of um, pause because I'm not familiar with the pronunciation of those names. The seven chamberlains, chamberlains were, that served in the presence of the king, he commanded them to bring Vastai, the queen, before the king with the crown royal. And what he wanted to do in verse 11, it says to show the people and the princess her beauty, for she was fair to look on. 
But the queen Vasti refused to come at the king's commandment by his chamberlains. Therefore was the king very wroth, and his anger burned in him. When the king said to the wise men, which knew the times, for so was the king's manner toward all that knew law and judgment. And the next unto him was Karshina, Shethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Miris, Marisna, Mimukin, the seven princes of Persia, and Medaiah, which saw the king's face and which sat the first in the king in the kingdom. Verse 15. What shall we do unto the queen Vasti according to the law? Because she has not performed the commandment of the king Ahasuerus by the chamberlains. And Mimucan answered before the king and the princes, Vasti the queen hath not done wrong to the king only, but also to all the princes and all the people that are in the provinces of the king Ahasuerus. For the deed of the queen shall come from abroad unto all women, so that they shall despise their husbands in their eyes when it shall be reported. The king Ahasuerus commanded Vasti, the queen, to be brought in before him, but she has not come. Okay, so just to recap, the king was having a party. The men were getting drunk, merry, and the king Ahasuerus wanted to bring the queen, who was beautiful, so that they could look at her. All right, I'm breaking it down to very uh, modern language. So your husband and his boys are downstairs. They're um, watching the ball game, the football game. They're drinking, they're doing whatever they're doing. And the husband calls his wife and he says, hey baby, come on downstairs. I want, I want you to meet the guys. And what he really wants to do is just show her off in front of all these uh, half drunk and half crazed um, buddies of his. And the wife refuses to come because she did not want to be a spectacle and she did not want to par parade around or in front of um, men as her husband was asking her to do. This is the picture of what was happening in that day. Vasti was the queen and she was having a celebration of her own. And the king wanted her to be displayed before all the men that were getting drunk with him. Now I wanna ask you a question, what would you do if this were you? Now we're living in a different day and we're living in a different time. But they did ask the question among themselves, what should we do, what should the king do? And it was decided that since Vasti did not obey 
the king's command that she had to be excommunicated. She had to be dethroned. And if she wasn't dealt with harshly, that all the women of the kingdom and wherever they would hear this noise abroad would disrespect their husbands because of the example that Vasti had set. But I, I personally have compassion on Vasti. If that were me, I wouldn't want to do that either. I wouldn't want to parade around and, and have a bunch of drunken men uh, gaping at me because I was so beautiful to look upon. And this is basically what was happening uh, to Vasti in that day. Now, this is not a spiritual um, explanation of what happened. I'm just laying the foundation of what happened in the book of Esther that leads to the placement of the queen Esther on the throne. Prior to Esther becoming queen, this is what happened. One queen was moved out of the way because of her disobedience to the king and another queen was established. But if you look at how it happened, you have to ask yourself the question, if that were me, what would I do? And I'm gonna let you answer that because it doesn't say anything about God and what God would want you to do. This is a personal and individual choice that Vasti made. She decided, ah, I'm not gonna do that. So Vasti, I applaud your fortitude and your faith and your ability to say no to being um, objectified because basically that was going to happen to her. So women, I wanna take a point of making that to you today. A lot of women are being objectified. They're being presented in such a way as to um, display their beauty, display their wares, so to speak. And many women are going along with the program. The fashion designers are producing clothing that is so skin tight and revealing that nothing, absolutely nothing, is left to the imagination. Uh, Anything a man wants to look at, he can see on a, on a sunny summer day, walking down the street, walking in the mall, strutting in the downtown corridors. He can see whatever he wants to see of the woman's figure, her body, her wares, so to speak. And again, nothing is left to the imagination but women are complicit with this. They see these fashions and they go for them. The more they can show and get away with in a legal fashion, it seems like they're going to do it. But as Christians, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ and those who are redeemed by the, the power of the blood of Jesus, we want to be modest in our apparel. That doesn't mean we have to dress like old fogies, so to speak. We can dress very fashionably. We can uh, dress very nicely, even very uh, sensuously, but it has to be in an appropriate environment, in an appropriate setting. 
and a woman should never walk down the street looking like a like that unless there's a man by her side to guard her protect her uh, to cover her so women women please take a note from from Michelle I know everybody doesn't want to hear that. Everybody is, 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 is striving for their own rights and their own will. And I can dress however I want to dress. I can wear whatever I want to wear. And, and yes, you can. But I'm just trying to rein in the thoughts of those of you who say that you're a Christian that you're followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're admonished to present ourselves holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. If you're a Christian, you shouldn't look like you're about to go out on the, the strip. You shouldn't look like you're out there looking for a date. You shouldn't look like you're out there catfishing. You should look like a woman of God, sanctified, holy, and separated unto God for the master's use. All right, I'm gonna leave that alone, but this is the foundation of the book of Esther and chapter one. I'm going to read the last part of the chapter, and then we're going to pause and say a word of prayer. So this is what they decided. They said, this deed of the queen shall come abroad unto all women, so that they shall despise their husbands in their eyes when it shall be reported. When they find out what Vastai did, Oh my goodness, the women are gonna start gossiping and talking and saying, yeah, if she did it, I know I can do it. You know how we do. Okay. Vastai, the queen, the king Ahasuerus commanded Vastai the queen to be brought in before him, but she came not. Likewise shall the ladies of Persia and Medea say this day unto all the king's princes, which have heard of the deeds of the queen. Thus shall there arise too much contempt and wrath. And if it please the king, let there go a royal commandment from him, and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes, that it is that it be not altered that Vastai come no more before King Ahasuerus, and let the king give her royal estate unto another that is better than she. And when the king's decree, which he shall make, shall be published throughout all his empire, for it is great, all the wives shall give to their husbands honor both to great and small and the same pleased the king and the princes and the king did according to the word of Marukin. 
For he sent letters unto all the king's provinces, unto every province according to the writings thereof, and to every people after their language, that every man should bear rule in his own house, and that it should be published according to the language of every people. I read to you from the book of Esther, chapter one. And that chapter lays the foundation for Esther, who will become queen in Vastai's stead. And it shows how Vastai was dethroned. She was dethroned because she refused to come when the king called her. Again, I will not politicize this message. I'm just reading to you as it is. But you have today situations, even in workplaces, where a boss or a figure of authority has called a woman into a place, and because that person is the, the woman's boss, she came, but in so doing, she compromised her morals. And in fact, what was happening to her was a, an a, a episode of sexual harassment. Now this is modern, this is today. Was what happened to Vastai sexual harassment? I do not know how she felt exactly. She may even have been drinking herself and, and was stubborn and refused because she just didn't want to obey the king. But whatever the case may be, this chapter lays the foundation for Esther to come forth. And I'm gonna close that discussion from the chapter, first chapter of the book of Esther with this verse from the book of Romans chapter eight, verse 28. It says, for we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, who are the called according to God's purposes. This event in Vastai's life worked for the good of Esther and the people of God. God had it all set up and planned just like that. And unfortunately, Vastai lost her position as queen because of this particular episode. But God already had someone in mind that God had chosen to take her place, to do the work of God that you're gonna find out about as we go on into the next chapter of the book of Esther. The book of Esther, an Old Testament book, a book that tells a story of the greatness of a woman by that name, a servant of the Most High God, a Jewish princess. It's a beautiful story and God will help you to apply all of the remnants of truth and faith that come forth out of it into your life so you can live a more successful Christian journey. I have a more successful Christian experience. We're going to have a word of prayer 
and then we're going to close out for today. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my listeners here on Mornings with Michelle. Lord, you set examples before us in the Word of God, and they are for our learning. They are for our, our admonition. They are for our, our strength and our help. And so we can look at the lives of people that have gone on before us, and we can learn from them. We can learn. We don't have to live out their mistakes because we see the consequences of error. But we can learn and get wisdom from those open book uh, discussions about the lives of people in the Word of God. So as we study the book of Esther here on Mornings with Michelle, I pray that you would help my listeners to tune in and glean and listen and observe and study and get the benefit from your word that only comes from on high. We don't need worldly wisdom, Lord. We need the wisdom of God. As women, we need the wisdom of God. We need to know how to behave when it comes to superiors in the workplace, people who are our bosses and their bosses and they are um, maybe their their power welding and that power is causing us to bend uh, to stoop and to bow to compromise because we don't want to lose our job if Vastai would have done what the king called her to do she would not have lost her position as the queen so literally that was the test. Do I lose my job or do I do what this man wants me to do? Some of you are in a position right now where you have to ask yourself that question. You have to answer it. I pray that God will give you the wisdom, the guidance, the direction, and the help so you know what to do in every situation that you're confronted with. In the name of Jesus Christ and for the glory of God, this is my prayer. So I thank you for tuning in this morning to Mornings with Michelle. We're going after the very mind of God to get the wisdom of God so that we can take it into our workplace, into our homes, to our children, to our husbands, to our spouses, for the men on the line. You may also be in a compromising position because of a superior, a boss. Um, you have to pray that God would give you the wisdom as to how to escape that position of compromise so that you can be pleasing in the sight of God and all that you say and do. Amen. God bless you. Um, and, and also, I want to say this. We know that it's true. It, it, it has been said and it has been suggested over and over and over and over and over again. She only got that position because she was sleeping with the boss. She only got that position because she's dating the pastor. Yeah, they've said things like that too. Okay, so you're vulnerable to attack if you're gifted and talented and aggressive and charming and beautiful and the enemy wants to take advantage of you. So don't let him do that. Please. 
be wise. Pray. Ask the Lord to give you his wisdom. Ask the Lord. The Bible says there's no temptation that God has allowed that he will not provide for you the room to escape that temptation. He will show you the way out. He will open up the door. In fact, he'll create a door. Yes, he will. So you can run through it and you can escape the danger. So I don't know who I'm talking to, but God brought me this road, way down this road into the book of Esther and somebody needs to hear this. There is a way of escape. You don't have to bend. You don't have to bow to keep that job and to keep that position. You do the right thing and God has promotion for you. All right. God bless you now. This is Michelle with Mornings with Michelle. I pray that you'll have a glorious morning, that the Lord will be with you and strengthen you and encourage you, and he will set you on high because that's what he does. Amen. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.